0: Can you
1: hear me okay? Yes. Cool.
0: Hey friends, welcome back to Depth and Candor, the podcast all about living a fun and productive life. We're kicking off an entirely new season, so season 4, episode 1, and it's our first official episode of 2018. I am your host, Huita Gitana, and today we're talking book recommendations for the year with Brianna Jimerson, host of the Bree Books podcast. Before we get into it with Brianna, I need to get something off my chest. So just last week, right after Donald Trump called a bunch of countries shitholes, like yeah, the president called countries shitholes, I saw a post on Instagram from this Ethiopian guy I know, and he was agreeing with Trump. And he was explaining that it in fact was true that countries like Ethiopia are shitholes. So, you know, I thought he was kidding and I looked at his comments and he was standing his ground. He was debating every single person who told him that he wasn't looking at the facts and that this is actually a form of racism and that there are many reasons why countries like Ethiopia are economically disenfranchised. And this guy was arguing nonstop without any facts. He basically just said, you know, you wouldn't be living in the US if it wasn't if your country wasn't a a shithole. And this conversation enraged me It made me realize that so many of us don't take the time to educate ourselves. And it's so easy to fall into that trap. And as we can all see from the current White House, being uneducated and rising to a place of power can be extremely dangerous. And if our goal is to live a fun and productive life, this this piece about productivity, about success, it's really hard to achieve without being well-read. Now, this doesn't mean we all need to read a million books a year, but it is crucial that we continue to expand our minds and our very small worlds. By our own choice. So we have to look for articles and books on subjects that we're curious about instead of letting Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter algorithms dictate what information we do and do not come across. And this isn't me speaking from my soapbox. I am not always well-read. In fact, I hate reading news articles recently because It's depressing. But I think if we're part of a community that believes in living vibrantly, we have to do better and we have to expose ourselves to new information, good or bad, so we can be well-rounded. So don't be like me and avoid the news. It's okay to be angry sometimes. It's okay to be sad. It's an emotion that you can leverage to help you fuel your passion. So I posted a comment in response to that guy's posts to that guy's post. And I was so angry when I did it. I felt tears well up in my eyes because I realized how crazy it was that I had let my own ignorance and laziness prevent me from contributing to intellectual conversations on topics about any and everything that interests me. But once I processed that emotion, I went online And I subscribe to The Economist because I want to level up because we can't let ignorance be the status quo. And we all have room to do better. Not everyone has to read about politics or the economy, but we all have to encourage ourselves to beat the status quo and speak elegantly and eloquently on subjects that interest us. And for those of us that can't find the time to read, this episode is brought to you in partnership with Audible. Audible is an app that lets you listen to your books the same way you listen to this podcast. So click on the link in the show notes, or if you're on the website, click the link that says try Audible free, and you can get two free audiobooks to start. And after 30 days, you get an audiobook per month for $14.95 and you'll receive 30% off of the price of additional audiobook purchases and you can cancel anytime and keep the books that you have purchased. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Brianna. Bri, I'm so excited that we're doing this interview. How are you? I am well. Hello from Brooklyn. Okay, so you have a podcast of your own and today we're going to be talking about books and I thought you would be the perfect person to talk to about this because you talk about
1: books on your podcast all the time. I have a podcast called Brie Books. Um, it's because my name, my nickname is Brie and I like books and it's a very SEO friendly <laughs> Name. So on the show, the Brie Books podcast, it's about 50% book club, 50% personal professional development, just because that's the world I'm in right now. That's kind of what I know, and that's kind of the audience I tend to speak to. Um, I look a lot at the books that I pick up from my different jobs because I work in media. Um, Currently, I'm at ABC News. But one of the best parts about working in media is that you get every book you could ever imagine. When I tell you someone writes a book about like, you know, toenail clippings and two days later in your mail, you have exclusive. You can have an interview with the toenail clippings, man. You, you know, it's it's just that you, you really get a sense of, you know, what people are reading in the world when you work in media. So I tend to take all the free books for my jobs. And after a few years doing this at um, places like NBC, NPR, ABC, um, I really decided I want somewhere to talk about all of these books. And that's where Brie Books Podcast comes into play. Now, what kind of sets Brie Books Podcast apart is these the books I'm talking about are titles that I've accumulated over about five years working in media and working at internships. So it's a little bit left of center, you know? It's not just going to be, you know, the New York Times bestseller books. Some of these titles I picked up when I was 19 interning at the New York Observer. Some other ones I grabbed when I was working at a women's lifestyle TV show. So, you know, that entire caliber, you know, that style of, you know, like, how to lose 30 pounds quick, cut off your leg, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... What is the best book you've read in 2017 and why?
1: Okay, so the best book I've read in 2017 has to be Cravings by Chrissy Teigen. The book is Cravings, Recipes for All the Food You Want to Eat. And when I tell you that Mrs. Teigen hyphen legend knows what she is talking about listen i it's very rare that i read a book that's written by a celebrity and i read it in their voice and it doesn't sound like a come on um when i read Issa ray's misadventures of awkward black girl i heard her in my head when i read lovey ajayi's i'm judging you and when i was reading cravings all i could hear was chrissy and her like you know dry kind of sarcastic yet over it slash Incredibly enthusiastic voice, walking me through how to make sweet and salty coconut rice. I mean, it was next level. There are so many recipes in this book. Like, um, there's a really simple tomato sauce that I turn to at least once a week just to refresh myself on the ingredients before I make it.
0: <laughs> she does <laughs> simplify food and simplifies how to cook. I love that, yes. and I love that you chose uh, a cookbook as one of, as the best book you've read in twenty seventeen. It is. <laughs>
1: i've read it cover to cover and then she throws in little cheeky pictures of her with john legend and i'm like oh that's also your reality thanks
0: are you ready for mine
1: yes please please tell me what is your best book of 2017
0: mine is homegoing by yag Yazi.
1: yes i think that's how you say her her last name um have you read it It's on my 2018. I need to read it. I read The Mother. I know they're not the same, but I had a choice in the bookstore and I got The Mother's. Please tell me. Okay, so I'm
0: sure you know this, but it's about two sisters. It follows two sisters and their descendants. So these sisters didn't know each other. It's based in Ghana um, right around the time when the transatlantic slave trade was happening. And then you just follow the generations that come after them. And it's... A, it's really timely, right? Like it makes you think about race, it makes you think about power in the current political climate. Like that's, that's something I think about all the time anyway. Um, But this made me think about it in just a slightly different way. And then it also just on a personal level, it made me think about how our personal choices and our life choices, we think just affect us. But it's like, no, your kids will be affected by how you handle money or by Mm. who you marry or... I'm sorry, was that that a read? (laughs) That was a read. (laughs) Um, But no, that was a read for me, not for you, girl. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just, it's fascinating to think about how our decisions we think are really just our own, but they affect so many people that'll come after us. Um, So I don't know, she's just kind of, Forced me to get my life. Okay, so second question. Best career book you recommend that everybody reads?
1: Best career book I recommend everybody reads is called The Big Life by Anne Chiquette. Never heard of it. Tell me. Oh, okay, so the thing about The Big Life and Anne Chiquette is that. Trust me, she has touched your world. She was the editor-in-chief of Seventeen magazine for, I think, I want to say just under a decade. If you remember America's Next Top Model, she was actually a judge for a few seasons. You know, it was like Nigel Barker, you know, photographer extraordinaire, and, and was also um, a judge when they were based in New York City. And her work really shaped how us as millennial women kind of came into ourselves you know, kind of as the recession didn't hit us as hard, or it kind of hit us hard, but we were already, you know, in college. I I know that you were... Were you at Johns Hopkins in, like, 2009? I was at Virginia Tech. Right, okay, but in a way, you know, we were kind of insulated for better or for worse because, you know, we didn't have to, like, go to jobs and watch our checks be garnished. We still got to go to school as long as the, you know, tuition was paid. But... When Anne was the editor-in-chief of Seventeen magazine, she kind of, like, shepherded the magazine through that weird time, kind of between, you know, the hills on MTV and, you know, a deep recession. And she noticed as more and more women became more career-focused and entrepreneurship-focused, so she really kind of helped to lead um, the brand in acknowledging, you know, the changing desires for women. Anyway... She wrote this book The Big Life and it has blown my mind. I think what makes it so memorable is she kind of pushes past the questions of, you know, how to become successful, how to succeed, how to have the life that you want. And she really asks like, no, consider are you do you want to pay the price for that? You know, like this is what it looks like if if you want this and this is how you develop the discipline and this is how you know you develop the relationships. Because I think that, and maybe you'll agree, we're kind of in like this SEO search engine approach to career where everyone wants to know like how, 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 how. And, and that's not always the best question. Sometimes the best question is why. And I feel like the big life kind of tackles, you know, okay, you want the big life. You know, you want the work-life balance and the perfect 1.25 kids and the husband who's really or the sorry the the partner because i'm not trying to be heteronormative you want the partner no yeah like like you know you you see this basket of you know this assorted goals for your life and i feel like the big life really helped me and i think it would help, help other people kind of sit down and unpack what it is that actually matters to you so you're not just spinning your wheels Wanting a life that you don't even care about. Okay, I'm gonna read that in 2018. I'm gifting it to you when I come up to Harlem to drink wine. Okay, that means I have to invite you ASAP. No, it's done. Like,
0: (laughs) you're like, I'm coming.
1: (laughs) Like, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, mine is Lynchpin
0: by Seth Godin. Okay, okay. Have you heard of that?
1: Oh, I, I know Seth Godin, but I don't. I've never read any of his books. I just know his work and his uh, like ethos.
0: Lynchpin is about how to stand out in your career, how to become an expert, and how to share your work with the world, and doing that despite whatever fear you might have. So there are so many parts in the book wh- that I've highlighted because yeah, low key, I'm like, this is like a, this is like a career bible to me because. He he reads you on every page. He's like, if you're the kind of person that goes to an art museum, I wish I had it with me now so I could read you the direct quote, but he says something along the lines of, if you're the kind of person who goes to an art museum and says, what is this? I could have done this. You've missed the point. Like, the point is not whether you could have done it or not. The point is you didn't do it. Someone else did, and it's in a museum. <laughs> So there are so many things like that where you realize you're like, you know what, like, if I actually want to be a part of this new economy, if I want to think of myself as someone who adds value in a way that's different from our parents generation or the generations before that, then I have to think differently, I have to take action differently. And how I think about fear needs to shift because it, like it's always going to be there. It's just something that we're going to have to work through. Um, So Lynchpin by Seth Godin, everyone
1: should read it. Starting with me, thank you so much. I have literally, in in the course of you saying that, I've gone to Amazon, added to my pen board for winter or for like beginning of year 2018. So.
0: Okay, do it. And then tell me about (laughs) it because I've never, everyone that's read it is like, yes, I get it. I totally get it. So yeah. Okay. So best fiction book you recommend everybody
1: reads. The Engagement Game by Joy Marie Kenzie is the book that I would recommend everyone reads. The book traces a character whose name is also Joy Marie, no relation, um, as she tries to you know, get her fiancé to propose to her. And her journey to get that one answer kind of unlocks a lot of different questions that she has for herself that she's never really answered or dealt with. And I really feel like... Um, The book It's very relatable in the sense that you can replace engagement with anything. You can replace, you can make it the career game. You can make it the, you know, financial stability game. And it kind of gets the sense of when you're playing for the short term, you're kind of going to lose. It's more of a mindset shift. And the character has to go through several mindset shifts to decide, you know, what is it that she actually wants? And, you know, sometimes the answer isn't the answer you want. Um, I would recommend that book. What about you? What, what did you love for fiction in 2017?
0: My favorite fiction book is That Thing Around Your Neck by Chimamanda Ngozi. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? No. Oh my gosh, please. Okay, so everyone knows Americana, and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, it has rave reviews. And I agree. I love, love, love Americana. But That Thing Around Your Neck I think she wrote before Americana and it's an anthology. So there, it's a bunch of short stories. And she follows, she tells people stories in both Nigeria and the US. Mm-hmm. And the general themes that run throughout each story is like looking at the human experience from a racial perspective, from a class perspective, from a gender perspective. And though like one big theme that ties it all together and I think this is why I love it is that she's always talking about from the perspective of a Nigerian immigrant so for me as an Ethiopian American I'm like there's one chapter where she talks about race and how she like really connects to this one person but knowing uh, he's uh, I think a white guy but knowing that like he'll never understand what it's like to be an African immigrant that's like a piece that's so small and yet so important to her that it like it essentially breaks them apart and she knows there's no future there um so that book just has always always been with me and like I made my mom read it I made my aunts read it it's it's Well, it's very Chimamanda, so it's like really well written and really light and yet has these like super important lessons in every single store.
1: So um, as a, you know, regular consumer and engager in your online content, I can tell that family is so important to you. I think that over the summer and earlier this fall, you know, you would do the occasional Instagram story, I think at weddings, and it was always just so beautiful just seeing you surrounded by people who you love. Um, When you find a book that you really resonate with on a cultural level, do you recommend it out to members of your family? You mentioned that you did that with this book, but is that kind of what you typically do? No, you know, that's a really good question. I think... I do
0: this thing, which we probably all do, and not doing it would help us. But I make assumptions about what books people would and would not like, you know? So, like, this book I thought my mom will really love because uh, it's not too, like, explicit. Like, there's nothing too sexual. She Mm -hmm. doesn't curse. But in, in Americana, I think there are some scenes that are like, you know... A little... Um, that, yeah, so you're like, I don't know what you're things. reading those words. Yeah, yeah. So, like, those kinds of books maybe I wouldn't share with a family member. But the reality is they probably read these books anyway, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I would... I should recommend more of these things. Not just to family, but even my friends. Like, I make assumptions about what my friends would not wouldn't like. And every once in a while they'll come to me and be like, Oh, I read this book, like, The Power of Habit. My cousin who, like, generally doesn't like these uh, pr- self-development-type books. Um, I, I would never think to recommend it to her, but she read it. I don't know who recommended it to her, but she read it, and she was like, I was reading this book called The Power of Habit, and you would love it. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so fascinating. you like, oh, what I? Yeah, yeah. So what book do you recommend to younger people? What's one book you would recommend to, like, your younger self?
1: Drop the ball by Tiffany Dufo, and Tiffany is the woman who we all want to be. You know she she is um, she works at Levo League, which is an online platform that supports millennial women in their career development. So literally us. <laughs> um, she's had an incredible career. You know in the private sector and the public sector. But I think what makes Tiffany so relatable to me and so many people like me when I was younger is that she just grew up thinking that it was her job as the woman in the house to take care of everyone. She tells stories at the beginning of her book, Drop the Ball, where she says, you know, just one day she just like kind of assumed responsibility for cooking the family's meals and it never really changed. And and you know how those thoughts and feelings transfer to her dating relationships and how they transfer to her approach to her education um, and how she had to learn to drop the ball, hence the name of the book, in the sense of, you know, like, like drop some things, let some things go and then to watch others pick it up. You know, it's like by dropping the ball, she kind of created space for others to kind of pick up the ball and. Um, and as I was reading that book and she was telling her story of being younger and the journey of learning how to drop the ball, I was just thinking, yo, like, like 10-year-old internal Brianna could relate. I was like, bruh.
0: I mean, uh, you know, on my interview, on my episode with Jovian Zane, that's like exactly what we talked about because Jovian was like, why are you doing everything? <laughs> like, what's the point? And I couldn't answer that question. Um, so I'll definitely be reading that.
1: Yes. Yes. Drop
0: the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. So the book I would recommend to my younger self is called Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans.
1: I haven't read this. You are just like an absolute treasure trove. This is actually like,
0: I don't know, this might be the book I would say ever... The, the, Everybody should read. This competes with Lynchpin. The only reason I say Lynchpin is the one career book everyone should read is because um, it doesn't matter where you are in your career, Lynchpin is valid and useful. But designing your life is crazy important if you're at a place where you're trying to figure out what path you should take. And the question that they try to answer. And the class that they ended up teaching at Stanford um, was how do I create a career and a life that I actually love? Mm -hmm. And the question they kept getting over and over again was what if I'm making a mistake? So people often feel like. You know, I'm working at, like for me right now, I'm working at a social policy firm. If I just keep doing this when I know I'm interested in podcasting, how do I know that like one is the right career path and the other one is not? And their whole thing is your life can be successful in a million different ways. Your only job is to identify which direction you want to go in and then go in that direction with no stress and no worry about all of the
1: other things that you're leaving behind
0: because you just can't do everything.
1: Thank you for that. Oh my gosh. All the books have to be read. That sounds like such a transformational thing to read. Um, And it sounds like I would really enjoy reading that too. And I love... Even what you said about how, you know, your life can, it can be successful in a lot of different ways. And it kind of gets back to the question of how that I was talking about that inspired me to to choose The Big Life um, as one of my favorite books of the year. Because it's not so much about the the how as it is about choosing a direction and just going full speed in that direction, like you said, without stress and self-judgment.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. This has been a wonderful conversation. Are we going to yeah! do this again next year? <laughs> 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 we need we need to do like every year at the end of the year a recap of the books we read that we loved and that we would recommend
1: consider that one less piece of content you have to stress it on 2018 where can people find you if they want to connect with you or your podcast? Oh my gosh, I feel so official because that's such like a legit podcaster question. You are so good at this, by the way. And don't edit this part out. Let the record show that depth and candor is one of the most quality conversations that I hear in my earbuds like in any given week. You have to understand that. Thank like, you so much. It's it's very... Um, it's very in the moment, and I think it's really successful. Yes, yeah, so people can find me. You can find the Brie Books podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, as well as Stitcher, and at Bree Pod dot com on Instagrams and Twitters at Brie books pod and Facebook at Brie books Podcast. If you want to join the BreeBooks Podcast newsletter, where I just give away a lot of tips and tricks, um, especially for first generation college students or recent grads, when it comes to how do you just kind of start to make movements for yourself post college, you can find out more at BreeBooksPod dot com slash newsletter.
0: Thank you so much, Brianna. Thank you, he. Oh my gosh. And there it is. Brianna's and my book recommendations for 2018 based on everything we've read. Again, if you'd like to try Audible, click the try Audible for free link in the show notes or on depthandcandor.com for two free audiobooks. And then after 30 days, you get an audiobook a month for $14.95. After that, off the price of additional audiobooks and you can cancel at any time and still keep your books. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and rate it so that other people can also discover depth and candor. And if you want more than just the podcast, join the depth and candor community through the newsletter by going to depthandcandor.com backslash subscribe, and you can get all of the insights that I share about my life and my life lessons, or you can follow me on Instagram at h-i-w-o-t-e dot g. Okay, talk to you in two weeks. Bye.